Welcome to the SOS Church Stockholm podcast. We are an international church in the heart of Stockholm that meets every Sunday at 12 p.m. at Drottninggatan 81. The celebration is in English with translation into Swedish, Farsi, and Spanish. Our vision is to be a church that is for all people and to all nations, living the Book of Acts kind of life in Stockholm and to the ends of the earth. We hope that this week's message will challenge and equip you to live a strong life together with Jesus. Come on, can you put your hands together for Jesus? He's the one who deserves all the honor and the glory. And also want to say to Pastor Koffe and Eli, love you so much. I'm so proud of you. What a, what a team you're building. What a church you're leading. Come on, church. If, if this is your home church, can you just put your hands together for your pastors in this place? Unbelievable. Incredible. So proud of you and the entire team and all my old friends and everyone here. So... As you heard, uh, I am, I mean, I believe in Austin, Texas, but I am a Swede. I am from Småland, the same region that coffee is coming from, and uh, uh, grew up there, young man, lost in life. When I was 15, I stumbled into a tent revival service in the deep woods of Småland, and a young evangelist was preaching Jesus with fire. And that night he led me to Jesus. And that was Johannes Amritzer. And that is 26 years ago. So Johannes led me to Jesus. He led me to baptism in the Holy Spirit 60 minutes after I got saved. Do you want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit? Sure. I have no idea what that is. But I mean the first part felt great. So let's just continue here. Let's just continue. So it changed my life forever. Three years later, as soon as I turned 18, I signed up for my first festival and went with Johannes and Maria to India. Changed my life forever again. And I knew I don't want to do anything else for the rest of my life. Changed my career path. And instead of, instead of going into the medical field, I went into the missionary field, the medical, spiritual medical field. Uh, to reach the unrich people groups been working with Johannes and Maria ever since uh, signed up to be a Bible school student as soon as as Johannes started a Bible school 20 years ago so one of the first I don't know if I, my application was the first or let's say it was the first the very first application <laughs> I mean who knows now so let's just create that myth right now my application was the first application <laughs> ever came in I'm not sure if it was but I went through the first year and it changed my life again so I was a little bit jealous that you didn't invite me up here to promote the Bible school before like all those amazing Bible. I'm like I want to say something changed my life too you know it, it, it really changed who I am today and everything I learned in Bible school I'm still living today and guess what it's working 20 years after so here's what I want to say I know you got challenged already can I promote the school for just one okay can I say something Here's what I wanted to, if you have not been to the Bible school yet, here's what I want you to do. I want you to pray and you're like, yeah, I'm praying and asking God if I should go to school. No, 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 that's not the prayer. You should pray and tell God, God, you better stop me if I'm not supposed to go to the Bible school. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, sometimes we're praying so weird, Christian prayers and it sounds nice. Like, God, lead me if I'm supposed to go to the Bible school give me a sign I'm like come on of course he wants to equip you for the Great Commission he already said it so you should pray God you better stop me give me a clear sign that I'm not supposed to go to the school if not I'm signing up today okay that's a better prayer to pray so 
Let's fill this place with eager and hungry Bible school students that will take this city for Jesus, okay? Take the nations for Jesus. I'm excited to be here. I'm not here alone. My wife is here with me, Stephanie. I'm going to have you stand up, but you can wave. You can point her out later. She would, she would hate me if I have her stand up, but she, she makes me a better person everywhere we go. She makes me look great. And, and you know, oh, you married to Stephanie. I am. I am. I know. I know. You must be great. I know. I know. I know. We've been married for 18 years. We have three children. I was about to say three little kids, but they're not little anymore. They're teenagers now, and they are, they are back home in Texas. They are still in school. They could not come with us this time. We said, you cook. You take care of yourselves. We'll be back maybe next week. We'll see. We love it here, so we may stay. So I love to be, I love to be home in Stockholm, Sweden. I love to be home with SOS. Uh, I love this is my DNA. This is who I am. So I, I want to speak to you as I'm speaking to family today. Is that okay? I was going to stir something in your spirit today and, 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 and impart something, I believe. I'm a part of an amazing church. Pastor Chris, best friend in, in, in America. His name is Chris Gilkey. Uh, I've been serving as his ex executive pastor for the past 10 years and, and seeing God move in an amazing way Austin Texas is a great city it's trendy it's cool it's the fastest growing city in America and it's completely lost it's fun and and we are reaching the people in Austin can I just give you some good reports can I just tell you what God is doing around in the world too this year alone I'm telling you 2023 up till uh, last Sunday including last Sunday a week ago we have seen 3,800 people say yes to Jesus in our church back home so it's incredible it's so much so I just want to stir that in your life I'm, I, I want to prophesy this it's not long before we have at least two services here on Sundays listen we need to create room we need to walk with expectation that God is the same God he wants to build this church he's eager to reach this city he's eager to reach Bien and Leon and Malmö and, and Westeros and wherever you from he's eager to so let's just connect with him let's just connect with his plan we don't have to figure it out we just have to step into it that's what God wants us to do all right I have not even started preaching yet that is like I, I'm just excited to talk about this but I'm, I'm I'm honored to be here super honored what a conference we've had what a, what a, what a move of God is happening if you missed last night I'm telling you dang where were you like you cannot miss stuff like that you're not allowed to miss stuff like that our general the apostle was were speaking a word aligning the army aligning the army again I felt I felt like I was getting a shower I was I was I was being being showered in faith and fire and and just filled with with, with stirred faith to go back and and just lead the people back baptize some people in my bathtub again right it's been a long time since we baptized wait we just moved into new house we have not baptized someone in a bathtub yet what's wrong with us that's what I felt last night what's it's been it's been five months dang our bathtub is there so we have a challenge my wife and I we're reaching our neighbor right now he's crying every time he sees Steffi he's oh no I really God every time every time on the driveway ah, like Steffi she doesn't even have to say anything She's like, well, I don't know what you're doing with me. And Stephanie said, well, it's, I, this is just the presence of God. You're experiencing right now. Every time. Everything. His name is Scott Campbell. Pray for Scott, our neighbor. And he's awesome. He, he may be the first one we baptize in a bathtub here in a couple of weeks, okay? Uh, all right. 
We're going to read the Word of God. We have a word that is stirring. It's a fresh word. I just printed it, put, put it on paper. It's not paper, but let's say I say it. It's, it's fresh on paper. God has been speaking to me. As, as soon as I, I start to prepare, praying for Stockholm, He spoke to me from Mark's Gospel chapter 4. So are you ready for the Word of God today? Are you ready to receive it today? If you are, just lift your hand. We're just going to declare over ourselves before we read the Word of God. I want you to say this, Father God, thank you for your word your word is a lamp to my feet is a light to my path your word changes me from the inside out and today i am ready to receive i'm willing to obey your holy word amen all right now you said it let's do it all right, Mark's Gospel, chapter 4, verse 35, famous scripture. I'm going to read it to you. As evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they took Jesus in the boat and started out leaving the crowds behind, although other boats followed. But soon a fierce storm came up, high waves breaking into the boat, and it began to fill with water. Jesus was in the stern sleeping on a pillow the disciples woke him and said to him teacher listen don't you care you don't care about us Jesus don't you care that we if we drown so he got up rebuked the wind said to the waves quiet be still then the wind died down and it was completely calm and he said to his disciples why are you so afraid <laughs> well I can tell Jesus why they were afraid let's talk about it right do you still have no faith do you still have no faith why are you so afraid this may be one of the most famous scriptures in the Bible I, I heard it even before I became a Christian it sounded supernatural then and it sounds even more supernatural now and it's I'm curious it I'm, I'm, I'm eager to understand what Jesus is saying there at the end why don't you have faith I mean I'm like Jesus how do you define faith what are you talking about here what kind of faith are you talking about because we have to remember they were experienced fishermen they've been in a storm or two this was their lake they've been out on this water before this were their this is their hood this is their neighborhood this is their turf I mean it would be one thing with someone like me or maybe you with less experience of water if we would have been on that boat and the storm came we would have been like uh <clears throat> okay P P Peter P Peter you're an experienced fisherman <laughs> is this normal this is no this is cool right this is, there's nothing I need to work you've seen worse haven't you Peter and then you look to Peter and he's just white in his face green on his cheeks and he's looking at you no I've never seen anything worse in my life we're gonna drown okay that thank you Peter that Peter that's assuring to know that we're about to die you never seen anything worse so so with that in mind it's pretty bold what Jesus is saying you have no faith why don't you have any faith he's just chill I mean storms can be scary I don't know if you've been in a severe storm but I thought I've seen storms until I moved to Texas and and experienced some Texas thunderstorms shaking your house 
I'm telling you like first few times we're like we're calling people like is this normal like it, should we be worried right now is this what we see in the movies with a th tornado sucking your house up like is this and people are just laughing no this is just a thunderstorm and we're like Sh how's she shaking now 10 years later we're used to it and we're like okay let's just watch another movie we, we'll be fine right but it's nothing like it it's crazy storms can be scary I've seen I even seen God still storms literally Harar 20, 2006 some of you were there preaching to 16,000 Muslims in one of the most holy cities for the Muslims and guess what the devil tries to do tries to stop it with a with a severe storm rolling in over the festival field right before we're supposed to preach to them and one of our leaders step up boldly on the platform in front of everyone in the mic rebuking the storm in the name of Jesus you have no right to be here and we are all watching as the black cloud split in two and and go across the festival ground on both sides leaving a blue patch of sky right in front of us so we could preach the good news remember that crazy so, so we, we can see this literally happen in our lives but but even if we haven't seen that kind of storm listen we still can experience some storms in life unexpected things happening to us that we think we are gonna drown we think we're about to, to, to die relationship crisis and we are panicking it's a storm or a financial hardship and and we feel like we're, we're trampling water and I don't know how to breathe anymore you know but when you're in these storms according to this text isn't it nice to know that you have Jesus in the boat with you well is it though like he's asleep <laughs> great to have Jesus in the boat well he's back there asleep he doesn't even care about us don't you care Jesus that we're gonna drop having Jesus asleep in the boat will not help your emotional state it didn't help the emotion. well at least Jesus is asleep in the boat it didn't help their emotions <laughs> didn't they had to wake him up and they thought we were, were about to die water is coming in over the sides it's soaking wet it's a bumpy ride and Jesus is is asleep in the boat when the fishermen are panicking I mean I've been on those flights before when you're in turbulence and you're asleep and you wake up because it's a jump like you okay we good we good we good Jesus is jumping up and down but he's still asleep back there <laughs> and I want to go back to that verse verse 38 listen Jesus was in the stern sleeping on a pillow I love that little word right there he's sleeping on a pillow he made himself comfortable the stern I had to look it up it's the back of the boat okay some of you experience see people you're like yeah we don't have any water in Texas give me a break listen so he found a spot in the back of the boat where no one else wanted to be and no one else wanted that spot and he found it this is my I claim this spot and he fell asleep but not just that he's resting his head on a pillow he has a pillow so he's making himself very comfortable in that boat listen now the last time I checked 
a, a, a fishing boat came with some things included okay a sail yes check it's a part of the deal anchor yep you need an anchor oars probably net for sure to call it a fishing boat so you have a lot of things that are coming hooks and 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 rather all of those things are coming included but never in history when you go and buy a fishing boat will you say how many pillars are included in my purchase today pillows will not come as a part of the package deal when you buy a fishing boat you're not supposed to sleep on the fishing boat why it's a working vessel you're supposed to do some job when you're on that fishing boat but but he he's sleeping on a pillow Jesus did not just walk on to that boat and said oh nice there's a pillow here where Peter where do you put your where's the box with the pillows can I take one of the cushions that you have for decorations here in your fishing boat I know you have designed this boat really nice you have some cushions in the couch can I can I take one and put my head on I need to rest a little bit no the only way to sleep with your head on the pillow in a fishing boat is that you bring your own pillow with you that's the only way that's going to happen so what I'm here to tell you today Jesus he had to bring his own pillow with him onto this this fishing boat hey we're going to cross to the other side of the lake hey wait a second I just going to bring my pillow because I know it's, a, it's not a cruise ship it's a fishing boat I need I need to bring my pillow with me church I came to stir your faith today I'm not here with a cute little word I'm not here to inspire you I believe I believe God has given me a word today that will stir your spirit with some faith I believe there's something in the room that you're going to remember today I've come to impart something to, to deposit something into your spirit to today and I'm I'm here to stir it in your heart when Jesus says where is your faith I'm here to tell you there is a next level kind of faith that Stockholm needs that Bien needs that Leon needs that Scandinavia needs there's a next level kind of faith that Jesus is looking for and it's not just any kind of faith anymore I'm telling you it is a pillow bringing kind of faith so my message of the title today the, the title of my message today is faith to bring a pillow okay we're gonna have some faith to bring a pillow here in Stockholm today I'm here to tell you there's a certain level of faith when we start to bring our pillows with with us what are you talking about well when you step out following Jesus on your faith adventure with the Holy Spirit when you're going after the loss you're making disciples there is a lot of things that is included in that journey just like it was on that fishing boat you're a fisher or man and that fishing boat comes with a lot of things included on the purchase you sign up for it it's there worry yeah you're gonna you're gonna experience some worry sometimes that's in part of the package doubt yeah no doubt it's going to be there you know it's it's a part of the package storms yep you can you can check that box it's got attacks yep you're going to experience some attacks you have you have fishy smells you have uncomfortable places you have mockery and resistance all of those things will be a part of following Jesus don't be surprised when life is not always comfortable and convenient 
So there are other things that will not be a part of the package, things that you will have to bring with you onto the adventure. The Bible is talking about it. Make sure that you dress yourself with the shoes of peace. When you're walking out to tell the good news, you have to put those shoes on. You have to put on the, the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation, the belt of truth. You must hold, hold up the, the shield of faith and the sword of the spirit to take new ground. Don't blame someone else if you forgot your sword. It's not, it's not your pastor's fault that you came undressed for the battle. You need to bring it with you. There's a certain level of faith that God wants you to walk in. Well, you're going to bring your own pillow. Why? Because you're going to rest in faith. Oh, you're going to use every circumstance that the devil throw against you as a little bed, a little opportunity that I can lay down and take a nap. This is not worrisome to me because my Jesus, he's the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So guess what I'm bringing with me? I'm bringing a pillow onto the adventure. It's so uncomfortable. Well, didn't you bring a pillow? <laughs> it's so hard to follow Jesus. Where, where's your pillow? There's a stern back there. There's a place for you to lay down and take a nap. But it's so hard. Bring a pillow. Faith. Believe for it. Stir it in your heart. I have two quick points today. How to bring a pillow. What do we need? To have faith to bring a pillow well I'm glad you're asking today the first thing two things in this story that I see together with the help of the Holy Spirit pulling out the first thing I want you to see today how can I have faith to bring a pillow number one we need to identify with Jesus what do you mean with that Daniel well it bothers me sometimes when we are reading the Gospels and we're talking in our Christian circles that we are missing and, and, and missing a point we're reading some of the text fundamentally wrong many times because many times we read the Gospels the story of Jesus and we look to those texts through the lenses and the eyes of Peter and James and John and Mary and all the other uh, a matter of fact I hear it all the time you know I feel like I identify a lot with Peter you know Peter he denied Jesus and I feel like I have the same spirit on my life and if he did it I'm, I guess I'm okay doing it sometimes <laughs> some of you are laughing some of you are not what are you talking about you're pushing a little bit too hard Daniel I know I know I identify with you know I identify with with, with Thomas because I'm doubting all the time that's my guy that's who I am in the gospel I identify with James I'm just full of pride <laughs> I want to sit next to Jesus I'm the second best thing in the kingdom of God I identify with with with, with Judas he was greedy he stole money so what's the big deal we look to the gospel and we're trying to identify with all those people. We look to the story of Jesus and the disciples before the cross, before the resurrection, before Pentecost and we put our identity in the disciples. I even seen those games on social media. What New Testament character are you most like? Oh, let's see. Let's, oh, I'm Peter because I talk too much. I'm like Martha. I'm so focused on tasks all the time. I'm, I'm Zacchaeus. I'm really short. Like, I don't know. Like, who do you identify with? <laughs> well, let me tell you what the Bible says in Acts chapter 11, verse 26. The disciples were called 
Christians first at Antioch. They were called Christians. The Greek word for Christians is Christianos. Very similar. Christianos means, are you ready? A little Christ. I'm going to read the full, the full definition here for you. A little Christ implying action as in imitation, action as in moving forward. People looked at the Christians, they looked at the followers of Jesus and they said they are looking like, they are speaking like, they are acting just like Jesus. When we see them, we are reminded of Jesus. Never did the people in Jerusalem say, when we see them, we think about the denying Peter. That's not the connections. They're not called Peterians. I don't know what the word would be. But it came to mean a follower, an imitator of Jesus. So in the first church, when you read the book of Acts, who, and, and, and if you would ask them, who do you identify with in the New Testament? They would not say Paul, Peter or Mary. They would always say, I want to be like Jesus. If you're born again, if you said yes to Jesus, your part of the journey is to be transformed, to become like him. Philippians chapter 2 says, have the same attitude as Jesus. John 15 says, Jesus says, I give you my joy. John 14 says, my peace I give unto you. In Acts chapter 4, we are reading about the Sadducees and the Pharisees and the religious leader looking at Peter and looking at John and they're surprised because they are uneducated men but they are still brilliant and they're still leading a movement. What's wrong? What's going on? And then they remembered that they had been with Jesus that's what the Bible says listen I know don't get me wrong of course we can identify with Peter Mary and John we can learn from their their lives as we imitate uh, their walk but I want to challenge you now today church let's imitate and, and let's identify with Peter with John with Mary with all our favorites in the New Testament but let's do it more after Acts chapter 2 unless who they were before Acts chapter 2 okay let me explain something to you because in Acts chapter 1 and Acts chapter 2 something is happening Jesus died on the cross now their sins could be forgiven now they were born again now they were clothed in righteousness now transformation happened and in Acts chapter 2 they were empowered with the power of the Holy Spirit and never again would Peter go out and deny Jesus if you ask Peter, who do you identify with in the New Testament? He would not say, well, I identify with a Peter before the cross. He would not say that. He would say, I want to be like Jesus. Are you following what I'm saying today? I want to challenge you today. Identify with Jesus. So when someone is asking you, who do you identify most with in the Bible? There should be a stirring in your heart. There should be a cry in your heart that you would say, I want to be like Jesus. I want to identify with my King and my Savior. I want to be a little Christ. I want to look like Him, smell like Him, act like Him, talk like Him in everything I do. So how do we get a, a, a pillow carrying kind of faith? We need to be like Jesus. Jesus. None of the disciples brought a pillow onto the fishing boat but Jesus did. Who do you want to be like? Be like Jesus. Identify with him 
imitate Jesus read the stories of the New Testament and do what Jesus did because you have been forgiven you have been redeemed you have been made righteous you've been empowered with the power of the Holy Spirit you can talk you can walk you can look like Jesus so this year when you read the Gospels again this week when you read them again look for Jesus and look at Jesus become a little Christ and if you don't know how to do that well Paul said this follow me as I follow Christ so you can find someone that is imitating Jesus really well and you can start to to try to step like they step talk like they talk act like they act make decisions like that I'm, I'm forever grateful to Johannes listen in my early years I had no clue but I looked, I, I observed, I took notes, I listened. How is he praying? What is he saying? How is he acting? I want to do that. Why? Because he was imitating Jesus. So when I was imitating Johannes and people even said, oh, you start to sound like Johannes. I said, thank you. Wow. What an honor. Thank you so much. Because I knew the closer I get to him, the closer I get to Jesus. And today... Can you and I turn around and look at the people that are following us? And if they are imitating you, are they going to imitate Jesus? Are they? I have no greater desire in my heart today. I, I promise you. I want to be more like Jesus. I want to think. I want to speak. I want to act like Jesus. Oh, so as we imitate Jesus, how can we rest in this storm? That was point number one. Well, what was Jesus' faith in? How, how could he even lay down in the middle of a storm? Well, you know what, Daniel? He was a carpenter by trade. So he probably understood the strength of the planks in the boat. He probably knew the kind of tree they built. And he would be like, yep, yep, this is not going down. I know. No matter what they toss against this one, it's going to... No, of course not. He did not look to the natural to, to, to be able to lay down. Of course, not that, that's not the answer. So what made Jesus so confident in the middle of a storm that he could stay calm? The answer is found in the beginning of this story. Verse 35. Listen to what happens. Jesus said to his disciples, let us cross over to the other side of the lake. Jesus said, Jesus said, Jesus spoke, Jesus uttered some words and he said to his disciples we're going to go over to the other side of the lake. Jesus said we are crossing over this lake to the other side. When Jesus says something no matter what the circumstances toss and throw around that if Jesus said it hey it's gonna happen. So number two today how can we have pillow carrying kind of faith well we need to find faith in the word of God we need to put our hearts our minds or align our lives to line up with the word of God listen the boat may break that's okay I will dog paddle to the shore I will not sink I will not drown I don't care whatever storms to toss against me I know I'm gonna get over to the other side why because Jesus said so Jesus said it I don't know how we're gonna we're gonna walk on water he did that another time the different ways you can cross that lake but if Jesus said it it's gonna happen I believe this is why Jesus is so surprised at the end of the story he cannot even grasp he cannot wrap his mind around the disciples behavior at this point why are you so afraid have you no faith I 
told you we're going to go over to the other side. I said it. You need to believe it. Faith comes from hearing, hearing the word of God. So Jesus is, is surprised. He said, why are you allowing the circumstances, the, the storms of life to speak louder than my words? Jesus says, I don't get it. You're putting your faith in the wrong things. So how can we have this life of the supernatural one when we identify with Jesus and we're putting our faith in what Jesus has said in Jesus words it's called the Bible you have one I don't have one download it for free on your phone costs you nothing the word of God is alive and powerful it's sharper than any two-edged sword and it's cutting through spirit and soul it's going to discipline it's going to encourage it's going to cut away things it's going to reveal to you faith will stir in your life when you put your nose in the bible i cannot stress this enough read your bible my friend read it not just because you're a bible school student read it because you're alive and still breathing read the word of god fill yourself with the word of god over and over and over and I, well i read the bible once okay read it again and then you read it again and then you read it over again let it be your daily bread not just weekly meal at church but let it be something that you eat every single day and fill yourself with it because when you fill yourself with the Jesus stories you will see how simple he made it for us oh it's so complicated no it's not in Mark chapter 16 he said lay your hands on the sick and they will recover okay but how lay your hands on the sick and they will recover he didn't say lay your hands on the sick and then learn some really amazing christian words that you can speak as you do it you need it's really the right mantra and the right kind of order of the words you say then they maybe perhaps will recover no lay your hands on the sick my job is just to do what jesus asked me to do and then they will recover that's what that's what faith looks like simple <laughs> it's less complicated because i read the bible and that's less complicated than the theology books about the bible well, i have no money we just heard what pastor coffer said here right well my god will in 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 with his glorious riches in christ jesus supply for all of my needs he said it philippians chapter 4 he said it well what do I do well of course I need to align my my finances to trust God as support with tithes and offerings I'm doing it your way God I'm trusting you and when I'm doing it your way trusting you you said you said it that you will supply for all my needs in Christ Jesus I'm going to read 2nd Corinthians chapter 1 verse verse 14 for you it says this no matter how many promises God has made they are yes they are yes in Christ Jesus and so through him the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God every time God fulfills his promises in your life when you say amen it's to the glory of God God is glorified when his promises are fulfilled in your life but how many of the promises all all of them no matter how many he made they are all have been made yes in Christ Jesus God's word stands firm. Heaven and earth will disappear.
disappear but my words will never ever disappear so when you read the bible my friend scan for the promises of God and when you find a promise that is speaking about your situation you pull it out of the bible you write it down you put it on post-it notes all over your home and every time you see it you speak it you declare it you pray it you believe it you read them you claim them in Jesus name because he has said it they are yes in Christ Jesus how can we take Europe well we need some people with a pillow carrying kind of faith we need some people that are ready a people that are, are equipped, a people that are, are not just suffering from the circumstances of life. No, a people that is expecting the circumstances not to be great. They will not be favorable, but it, I don't care. It will not affect me. Oh, you, don't, you can talk about the giants in the nation. That's okay. I serve a great God and I brought my pillow with me. I'm ready to rest in faith. My assurance is not in, in me, myself or in the circumstances out there. My assurance is in Christ Jesus because he said it. I believe it. I live it. I speak it. And that's the only way we can rest in faith. If we don't learn to rest in faith, if we don't learn how to lay down in the middle of a storm, we can burn out. And that we think it's all about us and if we do the, if we figure out, if I need to do more, no, 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 no. He done it. He said it. Now you just take steps. You just go out and do what he asked you to do. You just become the mouthpiece. You just speak it. It's not your, 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 uh, Johannes spoke it the first night, first day of, the, of, of this conference. You just have to share it. You just have to speak it. It's not your job to get him saved. That is the Holy Spirit's work. But you need to talk. You need to do something. But God, maybe you can save them anyway. No. It's the message. He needs a mouth. He needs a person. He needs someone that is equipped and ready. Someone that is carrying his or her pillow with them. The pillow, can I get the pillow again? I just need to illustrate. I need to hammer this into everyone's eyes. The pillow, <laughs> I mean it can look weird. Well, but I want you to think of the pillow as preparation, as ready. As, as I, I'm ready for any kind of circumstance. I will not be surprised the Bible says Peter says do not be surprised when persecution comes your way and every time we act surprised <gasps> God no take it as an opportunity praise God thank him bring your pillow I'm ready at least I have my pillow it may be a tough ride but hey my head will have some rest I'm ready for this I'm here to tell you church the only thing we need to do is identify with Jesus. Put your faith in him. Imitate him. Read the gospels. What is Jesus doing? Okay, I will do the same thing. I will act like Jesus is acting. When the storm came, Jesus, he didn't have to calm the storm. He didn't have to. If it would be on Jesus, he would probably have kept on sleeping until he made it to the other side. But they woke him up and he's like, I guess, I mean, I'm awake. Let me calm the storm. When you walk with Jesus that way, you have choices. 
you have choices you don't have to calm every storm you can sleep in the storm you can calm it you have choices be like Jesus you can walk on the water you can sleep in the boat you don't have to do the same thing every time be like Jesus and put your faith in what Jesus have told you what Jesus has told this church what the vision that has been spoken out over this house over this organization cling on to it because Jesus said it it will be done we're going to take Europe for Jesus if you believe it put your hands together come on thank Jesus for his word today